1: 57, pretty good game, a game that was a blow for bowl bout between two heavyweights here. And uh, I enjoyed myself watching it. And What about yourself, Mike?
0: There's so much that went into this game. Uh, there's so much hype around this game. The quarterback play, the offensive, defensive line, like everything, yep. honestly, everything lived up to the hype. It did. Except for, and I, I'd almost want, I almost want to go back and revisit what we said was going to happen in this game, because the one thing that I thought was really going to happen didn't happen, and I actually think it's the biggest story about the uh, about this the this, this Super Bowl, unfortunately. Nice. Uh, but you want to hit the, Let's hit this read first. Yes. Some of the all the housekeeping items before we dive into this game
1: all right let me get into this read by our sponsors from bet online so basketball is back bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season you'll always find the latest odds team matchup information player news game trends at bet online so as your continued source for all the sports wagering information bet online features live betting free contests and giveaways all season long all the always the fastest and easiest way to bet you on your favorite sporting events um, whether it's nfl nba nhl mma tennis boxing, or even esports, and golf. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BLEAV, believe, to receive your award. So betonline, Mike, where the game starts. And so, yes, what is that? you know, I want to know what we hit on, and that that was like the misnomer of this game.
0: Okay, well, <clears throat> the two biggest matchups I said in this game were, were- – the Chiefs' interior offensive line, correct, versus the defensive tackle rotation of the Eagles. Yes, that turned out to and that turned out to be a war, and it and it was huge. And especially in the second half, the Chiefs' interior offensive line mm-hmm. moved bodies. Javon Hardgrave got moved off the ball. It just it happened, right? Yes. and it, it was a big part of the game. The other huge part of this game that I thought was going to be the difference maker was Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham versus Andrew Wiley yes. and Orlando Brown Jr. and and here, here's why, and we'll go into it on film. But the very basic premise was this: not that the Chiefs guys are bad. In fact, they're really, they're both really good. Mm-hmm. But they don't. They set in a manner that allows you to take an edge. And it's just, it turns, it's just like a geometry question, man. Like you're always, if you're going to give me an edge enough times, and, mm-hmm. and if I'm away, am I six one? Hassan Reck's 6'1, 245 pounds. Yeah. So I, he's basically saying I can move from outside to inside faster than you can move from outside to inside. I can get that edge and enough times I'm going to be able to beat you around the corner that I'm going to pressure Patrick Mahomes and what ended up happening last night, honest, and it started with the second play of the game, the field conditions were so bad that they could Mm -hmm. not get footing, and it, it completely erased any advantage that the edge edge rushers had for the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Kansas city chiefs. It reminded me. When I used to wake up in Green Bay, we'd be, sit, we'd be over there at Oneida Casino's hotel. Was that like a Radisson or something like that? Yeah, at Radisson, yep. Okay, so we used to sit up in the Radisson right before games. I, I remember I wake up, we woke up at seven o'clock for our noon kickoff game. Flanagan and Marco and I would go to uh, Perkins and have breakfast. If I woke up in the morning and I pulled back the blinds and it was raining, I knew I was going to have, it was going to be a good day. It's like, it's like when you put uh, peanut butter under your dog's oh. jowls, right? Like going to be a good day, Tater, right? <laughs> right. I knew right. it was going to be a good day. Because when the field's wet, the guy that I'm playing against, I don't care if it's John Randall, Warren Sapp, Albert Haynes, I don't care. They are now no better athlete than I am because they're slow. Correct. They can't move as fast. All of a sudden I have the advantage. I know where the ball is gonna be. I'm I'm stronger. All that I got all the stuff goes into my favor. Mm-hmm. And so these guys it and it's not their fault. So I'm not saying like they're lucky or what I'm just saying, Andrew Wiley, Orlando Brand Jr., they went from being in a situation where this was going to be, I think, a real problem, particularly with Hassan Reddick. Yeah. Andrew Wiley played the game of his life yesterday. I mean, he was so physical because he was like, I can get a hold of this guy now. Wait a second. I'm 325 or whatever he weighs, and this right. dude's 245? Oh, no, 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 no. He can't, he can't cut. He can't get around me. He can't use leverage anymore. He's going to fall. Oh, yeah. this dude was on him all day long, and it made a huge impact on the game. And, I mean, yeah. it, it was probably the biggest impact on the game that, like, you just can't control for. You know, you don't know that they're going to spend $800,000 mm-hmm. $800, in two years of time growing this grass so they can put it in. It it reacts like shit. I mean, it was yeah. it was garbage. Yeah. It's, da- it's dangerous, all of that stuff.
1: Yeah, I noticed that. I mean, it was something that I was like, Hassan having plays, waiting for him to, you know, do something to get in there to Mahomes to test the ankle. It only got tested when um, the linebacker tackled him, you know, like second or third quarter where he's hob- hobbled for a series that was it and so beyond that the chiefs did a really good job of uh basically you know like you say with that field conditions that that made them you know able to run and pass the ball where they had a balance and you talk about that you going to mention that here in a little bit here just the balance of of things you know where they were now it seemed like they had a run game you know where they could have the defense, honest, um, um, trying to drop in the covers and blitzing at times. And they caught them in some bad blitzes. We'll we'll talk about that a little later, too, in the, in the second half of the game. So, let's it's get it's, on. Let's get, yeah, let's hit this, uh, I say, Listen, around the news. around the news the
0: Packers news real quick, E.G., yep. because there is some interesting stuff going on. First of all, Brett Favre went to the Jets, and now the Jets are calling about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Here, here's the stuff that's interesting to me, because I don't care about the Aaron Rodgers stuff. I care about how they react to it. And right. what they're saying the, the information that's coming out and listen, we don't ever, ever know if these sources until Goody comes out until Matt LaFleur comes out and says it to the camera, we don't Correct. know if the sources are accurate, but the sources are suggesting that they are comfortable letting Aaron go on his like little sleep, you know, little darkness <laughs> deprivation, light deprivation sure. deal. And then right. coming back and telling them what he wants to do. Correct. And so I just thought back, like, I wonder if Ted Thompson, or I wonder if like Ron Wolf would be like, you know what? go ahead and take your four days and no. we'll just wait around again, even though no. you, you kind of went, we went through this last year and then we gave you the, the biggest contract in the history of contract. Like, we'll just go do this all again. I just wonder from a leadership standpoint, like I know Goody's probably trying to position himself. So he's never going to be the bad guy, no matter what, what you know, what Aaron wants, but yeah. does this, this kind of doesn't, and I'm a Goody fan, don't get me wrong, but this doesn't right. feel right. Given the, the, what transpired at least last season, if not before that
1: yeah i mean and this is just i think he has the ptsd from last year um good <laughs> <laughs> of dealing with that the news the me we, we talked about it you know yeah. we were talking about it all off season and we saw it we saw the stuff just come out over and over again every from um being on the mcafee show to having his own conversation with people and interviews when he got back from mini camp, um, before training him it was a six months seven months of that and so Goody is trying to place himself, like you said, the easy way to say, you know, I'm not trying to be the bad guy here. So let me just, yeah, you know, go take your retreat. And then when we come back, we'll talk. Um, but will Juan will, will would Juan do this? Would uh, Ted do this? Most I would say probably not.
0: Ryan, I'll tell you what, Ron is not doing this. No, Ron. Ron, I mean,
1: respectfully be like, no, um, let's talk before you go. <laughs> we got to have a conversation because the way Ron Wolf worked off. He wants to get totally 100%, 1,000% prepared Mm -hmm. for the draft and free agency. So he already knows this time next week at the latest that he knows where he's going in the draft, that he knows they're already working on the game plan for the uh, free agency, going out to catch uh, players that they need in certain positions. So for those two to answer that question, yeah, both Mm -hmm. of those guys most likely be a no just because I know how they worked in the offseason.
0: It's a narrative thing, too. It, and what I mean by that yeah. is, is like, I'll, I'll give you an example. Okay. So when I go to free agency, when I, when I leave Green Bay, mm-hmm. Mike Sherman calls me and, and this happens all the time with like, with guys they, they, they want, but they they might cost them to whatever they go. Sure. And Mike, Mike goes, Hey, do you want to be here? And I go, yeah. and, he, and he goes, can you just let us, can you just let us know? Can you just give us kind of like a, a chance to match? And it's, and it, you know, I, I looked at him, I'm, I'm like, you want me to go to negotiate with other people and then give you a chance to match? You know, and it's yeah. like, what is, what is he doing? What are you doing in that situation? I said, was, that was like, the same with me. That was the yeah, same. Yes, with me. I'm like, yeah. no, I'm not doing that. Right. Like you right. just come, come with your offer because what are they trying to do? They're trying to take the narrative. They're trying to control the situation and it's and like, it doesn't make like at the time Sherman's, you know, head coach GM doesn't make him a bad guy. It makes him really good at his job. That's what they want to do. But like, as Correct. a player, you, you shouldn't, you want to always control your narrative. Right. And that's what Aaron's mm-hmm. doing. And so you see this, it, it's just interesting because he's such a, a valuable commodity, commodity. Yes. not only That's to the Packers, yeah. but to everybody else. To the NFL, he, yeah. He's kind of flipping the script on this stuff. like, okay, well, this is how I'm going to run the entire narrative. And they're kowtowing. Mm-hmm. It feels like a little bit, right? And just, right. okay, you go ahead. But the narrative, when we get out of this, because you remember, like what Brett's narrative was like, it wasn't. It was the team's, Brett's, was more Brett's teams. Yeah, Brett's narrative was was more that, that at least in my impression, was that he left disgruntled, yep. and and it was you know it it, it it made the team look better and him worse at the t- right. at the time. I don't know. How That's how why I it said now. it was the teams because yeah, everybody okay. I got you. In,
1: in the Green Bay Nation was mad at Brent, you know, yeah. and and confused like what went on. I thought it was you know it was a cordial, and now everybody's not you know they don't want him back and can't wait till we play against him and all this. I was living in the state then, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like hearing it firsthand from fans that I'm like you don't even know the full story right <laughs> it's too sick that's, to
0: that's that's a, that's the job that they did right that's exactly it. and that's brett, exactly all, what they did. and what and what did brett going back in time now what did he really want he just felt like hey man i'm 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 three time mvp i'm a super bowl champion i'm you know hall first ballot hall of famer i want a seat at the table like i want i want to have some input on like you just got rid of a bunch of my guys why did you do that now we're no yeah. good you know yeah. what i mean like this yep. it's all he wanted you know just the communication but so it goes so it, goes. Yep,
1: so it goes, and then they're going in with the, with Aaron. So now they got to figure it out.
0: <laughs> Next thing here, Rich Passaccia is going to be back with the Green Bay Packers as a special teams coordinator. They're going to give Shane Steichen, who uh, Shano I used to play Halo 4 with when he was the quarterback at UNLV. Oh, okay. good. Long, long story, my my best friend was was his teammate. We used to be hanging out at my best friend's nice. house. I was with the Packers playing Halo with this kid, and now he's uh, going to be the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Passaccia is going to be back, so we get Nixon back. We'll get Passaccia back. Not yeah. a bad deal for the Green Bay Packers, I think. Not at a lot all. of people are, um, you know, the special teams wasn't great in the first half of the year until they brought Keshawn uh, Nixon into the mix, and he started. You know, he, I think he elevated them to like twenty second in the league. But mm-hmm. I think that the feeling around the team, at least from an outward perspective, is he is a kind of a culture changer. He is putting those yeah. guys in the, you know, the the special teams is going in the right direction. So good yeah. to have Rich back, certainly.
1: That's good. Good leadership and everything else. Having that. An area ready to go. We know somebody's going to take care of the job, basically.
0: All right, let's let's get let's get to this, man. I'm. I don't know. I didn't even watch the. I I didn't see all the commercials. I kind of had to go back and look some of the movie things, but I. You go on YouTube and
1: catch them all. Go to YouTube, type in Super Bowl twenty three or fifty seven commercials. There you go.
0: But it was this game thirty eight thirty five. So the over under was fifty one. I had it at fifty seven. Me too. I was, even, I was Me even too. Close.
1: That, yeah, I had fifty. I picked fifty-seven. I'm glad I at least went up somewhere because yeah. I knew there it could have been this. It could have been this this drag-out fight, or they got to Mahomes and now it's a NFC Championship game with no Purdy in the game, no quarterback in the game to make it worthwhile. But it was the other way. Thank God.
0: Here's, let's just get this the last play or the last significant play out of the way because the way this thing ended kind of left a bad taste. in oh, everybody's yeah. His mouth. Of course. Yeah. Um, the way I look at the, this, and I'm, we're of course talking about the Bradbury hold and Bradbury came out and said like, yeah, like I held, it. I hope they wouldn't call it. They didn't call it the rest of the game. And I think people need to understand because he is acknowledging that yes, by the book, that is a foul that could be construed as a foul. Correct. But the other comment that he's making and, and a lot of, I think, ex ex players and ex coaches are making right now is it's like a, it's like a pitcher in a strike zone. When you start pitching in baseball mm-hmm. and you throw one on the edge, if the umpire calls it a strike, you can pretty much bet that I can throw there the rest of the night and you're going to call it a strike. If he doesn't call it a strike, you can pretty much bet that he's not going to call that the rest of the night. And so in, <laughs> exactly. the, in, in this situation, if there's hold, if that's the fir- if the first holding call in a national football league game comes in minute 58 of the game, it probably shouldn't have been called unless it was really egregious. Because there are, as we know, this isn't like the Eagles and the, Eagles and the uh, Chiefs didn't all of a sudden stop. Fouling or stop using their hands or stop pulling jersey they just didn't call it they were going to let him play and so to not let him play in that very very important moment where I'm sure we can go back and find more egregious examples of penalties than that one. I think that's the issue that most of us have because like in my opinion. When you when you've got guys going out there chris sims was one of them oh well if they got to play quarterback or this is a really friendly offense or you know blah, yeah. blah blah with jalen hurts jalen hurts has 370 70 yards of total offense three rushing touchdowns right and, we're, and we were really robbed of him getting a chance to run a two-minute offense to go back and tie or win this game at the end of the game which is the super bowl that everybody wanted pat mahomes mm-hmm. gonna go down they're gonna kick a field goal they're gonna have they're gonna run a two-minute drill Eagles versus Chiefs two minute drill for the game. That is what yeah. we we got robbed I, of that chance. Yes. So. Yes,
1: they did. Yes. They did. And, you know, you just knew, unfortunately, with that penalty that, oh, my God, they're just going to drag the clock out now. They're going to get a field goal range if they don't score a touchdown, which they almost did a few times. Mm-hmm. But the ball is in their court. Philly was down to one timeout. So now it's just a cock management thing. So that's the part of the game that it becomes, I was you know very easy for an experienced head coach like Andy Reid and Eric B and me on the sidelines to say, hey, okay, this is what we got to do. We make two completions, and after that, we're smart with the ball. Mm-hmm. And then watch the clock. That's it. And so that's where it boiled down to, to some of the – it took it took a little bit out of the cells of, uh like you mentioned, just uh, people watching the game and understanding, you know, where this game was like and uh, how, how it turned out, basically.
0: You know, they – the way that this game started – and the Eagles go march down, to score. The Chiefs score, mm-hmm. and, you d- and you're just going. This nice. Is exa- this is exactly what everybody wants. Yep. I'm I'm and, excited. And then they have, and then just inexplicably, they have the third down and one. They get the penalty, so they go. I think it's I think it's a fourth and five. And Hertz has this random fumble where like nobody even touches him.
1: Yeah, it was just a a, a part where, in a, as an option quarterback, you're you know. You do the fake, and you're about to do something else, and you just don't realize your your uh, hand placement on the ball, mm-hmm. and just lost the grip. It happens a lot, even with the better quarterbacks. When I was here in Nebraska playing with Tommy Frazier, that would happen off a play action fake with me having to get the ball out fast. So it was something that he and you and, and what I love was re, his reaction. Yeah, it, he didn't he didn't shake him, he didn't came shake Came back the
0: next series, came oh, back
1: yeah. the next series, boom. So that was the beautiful part, and that's a learning lesson. That is, that is. Self-tape right there for any coach saying, hey, look at this. This is the big game. He made a big mistake and got paid for it right away. The team scored instantly on a scoop and score. But look at his reaction. Look at the next drives after that and the rest of the game. So that is phototypical coaching tape for any player, young player, even older player They say, when you make a mistake, you got to show up after that and then play ball.
0: The, this, the stat, I think if you start looking, if you want to look at statistics, the stat, two stats that really stand out in my mind in this game are – one, the Kansas City Chiefs threw the ball 27 times or dropped back 27 times right, and ran the ball 26 times. So, you know, one, they only had, was that 53 plays?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and two, it's almost 50-50 when they're a 65-35 run pass, er, pass run team. Yeah. And I, I literally thought during this game, like, if they run the ball a lot, like I, I don't think they had a chance to win because I, just, I honestly didn't think they would – I thought they would fall into that trap that the Eagles set, where they just play too high shell. They're not. They're kind of going away from who they are. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid is just a master play caller. Um, but the Chiefs ran for 150, 158 yards. They averaged right. six yards a carry in the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's. I mean, Ag, talk about it from a running back standpoint. They that averaged is- six yards a carry in the Super Bowl on 26 carries. That's ridiculous. That's a
1: great day. We a great were, day. That's well,
0: that's a legendary day. Has right, there a Right. Day as good as that.
1: Right, uh, I don't know. It probably is Timmy Smith, from Washington, back in the day against the Broncos. Six point one yards a carry. Had, though. I mean, that's he, that's, he was dude, a rookie running back. Right, he was a rookie running back. He had, I think, two touchdowns and over one hundred fifty yards rushing. Mm. So that was by himself. So either way, by himself or running back by committee or whatever, this is a great day. We already knew Pachenko was going to be Pachenko. He was going to get the ball. He scored the touchdown, which is awesome to have that done have him ready to play his rookie year in a game like this that's just you know tip the hat to andy and everybody and enemy. but to have that offense and Mahomes just doing things that was uncharacteristic and i say the defense wasn't ready for that type of run style that he basically he knew he had to do bad ankle or not he was like i gotta run i don't get this thing hurts like hell but i'm gonna do it and that's where the d de- he calls the defense off guard because <laughs> they fir- they're figuring okay that ankle's beat up and it's been rattled again already and then it was like it's to that point where you know what well, you either jump or you don't jump off the cliff, and he yep. had to jump off that cliff, get that first down, have that big twenty-six yard run to at the end of the game, man. You know to get that get in field goal range, but McKinney did his job to have those factors happen to a defense that usually controlled a team this time in the game and the clock and the scoreboard. It, now they had to, you know, just, they had to you know buddy up and play big boy ball.
0: Mahomes, first of all. He- he must have took Toradol at halftime, right? I mean, we just, <laughs> that's like, that's the wonder shot. Like, I was be being asked that shot? too. I was yeah. being
1: yeah. there with friends that's, and family that was over. That's They're the like, wonder hey, shot. You man. ever Tordol take anything? Yeah. What you take a mom for to kill pain? I was like, uh, I was a Percocet. Uh, and um, it was the one little, I can't remember the other one, but Tordol, I, I that a, is it. That's a big one.
0: T- Toradol is it for me. I took a Toradol. I blew, I hurt my back about five years ago in a weight room and when i was working in miami they gave me a toradol shot and i had had one in about 15 10 15 years or about right. 10 years yeah and i felt like for that moment for that six hours you feel like you're 14 again i mean yeah, your joints right. are just like oh my goodness gracious so <laughs> it's real hey for fans out there it's real toradol is a real deal okay yep. so ag we knew spagnolo was gonna have to kind of guess right a couple times right defensive coordinator yep. for the chiefs and so early on in the game he fires he fires uh, Bolden, holding through the through the B gap here and they have answers for it early on. I mean, the, things are just going really really well for the for the Philadelphia Eagles particularly on this first drive. The one thing I want to you just can't say enough and the difference between the Chiefs and, and the Eagles and going back to just real quick cuz I I just I think it's important that we talk about this cuz it's kind of right. show we are well, a lot of people say, well, you know, the, the Eagles and the Chiefs had to play on the same field. It's like, okay, I understand that. Now, let me tell you the difference, particularly on the on the offensive and defensive lines. When you look at the two tackles for the Philadelphia Eagles, you look at Jordan Malata and then you look at the all-pro, probably 1st uh, ballot yeah, Hall of Famer, Johnson. Johnson. The yep. way that they set, they set very, very um, effectively for inviting, basically they're, they're telling you you're running out of options and you're going to have to bull rush me. You're mm-hmm. not going to get my edge. You don't see Lane Johnson and lot of. You don't see a lot of guys trying to run the loop on those guys, right? In other words, no. they set back, they settle, and they're just kind of giving ground, giving ground, arm, arm fighting, and they're waiting for you. They want you to engage. They don't want you to try to take an edge. So you don't see too often with these guys that they're just going to immediately flat set unless they have help and they right. can force a guy inside. They're not going to just give up edges. Whereas Orlando Brand Jr. and Andrew Riley, they will do that from time to time, and they're not as fast off the ball as these two. So they do play a lot with trying to run the guy over the top of Patrick Mahomes.
1: Mm-hmm. And the
0: difference being, in, in this in this situation, you see these rushes, and we'll show a lot of them today, where the Philadelphia Eagles line is like right in front of their defensive tackle or defensive end on every snap. And so Jalen Hurts has this super clean pocket where there's just nobody around because... Those two tackles in particular do a great job of getting to their real estate spot under control. They can't get beat around the edge. So these guys have to end up, especially with a slippery field, they just end up bull rushing them, and it negates their power to, as a as a pass rusher.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's just making sure you balance from the ground up. We talked about it last week. Make sure your feet are even, where you can get in those positions where you can't get you know get beat on the edge or beat up uh, with a bull
0: rush. <clears throat> you see the, you see the super clean pocket, yep. and then you know, this is just a real easy, they're, they're going to do a run, run the uh, crosser, the shell cross to Devonta Smith. And anytime that linebacker is safety right there, has his chest facing the quarterback, Devontae Smith's running across his face. Yep. Like, you're just not going to make that play. This is just all uh, remember when we double teamed Justin Jefferson and we said the difference was when the safety turns his chest to Justin Jefferson and can attack him, that's one thing. When the yep. safety turns his chest to the end zone or the quarterback, that's just something completely different. And this is all happening a lot faster right but for again for like fans out there when you're thinking about like why do these plays work it's really body position nothing else yeah
1: body position and you got the speed element of Devonte smith versus a linebacker so and and i was just about to say and chiefs through this whole game was physical this <laughs> they brought a, the, the, the te- hammer
0: he's a houston texan he got traded over man this, this guy's great man he was great watching with the texans this guy's he's a hammer bro
1: I say that was another thing the Chiefs decent did. They set the tone with physicality. They brought it defensively to them. They told Philly, okay, yeah, we knew we were gonna you're gonna run the ball, but we're gonna hit y'all when we can. And they did. And same flip for their uh Philly defense too. Pacheco got stood up. The guy actually spent the round once or twice when he was running hard. And uh number 23, I can't think of his name right now, gunner laid Johnson. into him. gunner Johnson laid into him well in the uh, third fourth quarter.
0: So you see, this is really simple. And, and, you know, Jalen Hurts, they're playing zone defense here. Everybody's facing him, but they still have man, they still have uh, zone responsibilities with the guys in their in there's with the receivers in their zones, excuse me. And you just see Dickerson just seals off that nose tackle and Jalen Hurts is like, no problem. I see space, see space, take space. Right. And it's, it's as easy as this. And again, when we're talking kind of offensive line play and how you think about things when you're a, when you're a, uh a, an offensive lineman. There's usually four rushers, so there's an extra guy. When you're helping, it's not about like just helping and being like that hamper. It's about moving a guy out of the way and creating a lane for your quarterback, mm-hmm. right? Or 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 uh, disrupting the, the the pass rush of that defensive tackle or defensive end, or making sure that like for example, a defensive end doesn't want to come into the B gap ever again, like slamming him into the ground. But right. these guys do a great job of like creating that space, and so this lane for for Jalen Hurts is is just obvious and bides some time. And this is like. This is what he can do, right? He can get mm-hmm. to that first down marker where a lot of guys aren't going to be able to do that. So they end up scoring on that drive and we talked about it. Field conditions, man. This is yep, the second play of the problem. game, bro. Yeah. Second play of the game. Josh yeah. Sweat won. Hassan Reddick doesn't even have a guy bo- on him.
1: They're both down. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even, wow.
0: Yeah. This is how bad the game was. I mean, I, and I put probably eight of these in here. I could have put 18. Defensive wow. tackle. I mean, Javon hardgrave one time loads up just to get off the ball and just slips and falls face first. You know, it's it's that bad. Super Bowl, uh Super Bowl game, Arizona, and they can't get yeah. the turf right.
1: Yeah, it's an arid desert state. Um and then I say another factor on top of that. A lot of players today, even skill position players, mm-hmm. they don't wear the screw in it's like we used to. You know, and they're they don't mostly... want
0: to, right? And they and they don't want to listen.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know why not. I mean <laughs> Once I got to college, it was screw ins all day on grass, and even towards the end of my career, when there were new the new molded Nikes or whatever Adidas were coming out, and I'm like, it's molded. I say molded for me is Miami game or you know on a on a sunny day, mm-hmm. um, but Green Bay to Chicago to uh, any outdoor stadium, I'm like it up, especially if it's raining. That I'm doing the diamond stud that Red used to put in for us on a rainy mm-hmm. slushy day to make sure we did not fall at all because that was prime that was prime and front prime stuff for us if we can't stay on our feet then it's a problem we got to get it fixed on our own as professional athletes
0: no doubt and, and one thing that's nuts and I, I noticed this when i was in miami because it's you know life's changed in the national football league and, and shoes are a big branding agent yeah you know whether whether or not it's the it's the you know my cause my cleat or mm-hmm. whether it's just that they're they're writing stuff on there all the time or they have a, a special guy design their shoes these guys a, a lot of them and i'm not saying this happened with the philadelphia eagles but i'm saying this is a thing these guys have a, a set of shoes it could be a pair of molded shoes and they're going like dude we're gonna be in arizona it's covered they, they grow the turf everything's gonna be fine and so they don't want to change those shoes and they, they'll mm-hmm. go out in the first quarter and it's like if you're in the second quarter third quarter and you're changing your shoes for the for the first or second time you've made a mistake because you should have gone out and pre and gone, mm-hmm. okay, I might have a problem here, man. Like, yep. Let's fix this before we we get too far into this. Like when you and I had to change cleats, it was usually because a a damp uh, a damp grass got wet. And got wetter. Yeah, it better. Yeah, worse. Game. Yeah, Correct. it got worse. So the the snow was melting underneath. You know, the, mm-hmm. we had they have the field the field heaters, so the snow would melt. It would get soupy, or it was raining. It would get soupy. It's getting it's worse. Yep. Than it was in warmups because in warmups you'd go out and be like, oh, I don't care what shoes I wear, I'm gonna wear the ones that make me play well. Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily that way these days.
1: Yeah, no, it doesn't seem like because that was like I said, as a professional, you'd went out on your own, and even the good coaches would be like, I remember Edgar would be like, Ag, go out and check your, just check. I say, oh yeah, I'm, I'm headed out to do that right now. Mm-hmm. So it was already in my head because I know that a good me being a good running back is not gonna be me slipping, trying to cut back on the 92 blast. I said that's gonna be on me. Is mm-hmm. not is it going why why are your cleats in you know what's going on red had all the stuff ready on the sideline so I'm a, I'm a, I didn't want to hear that and I never heard that because I went to Red. it after I do warm-ups come back in he put the diamond stud in or whatever I needed to go out there and have traction
0: no doubt yep. no doubt mm-hmm. so Gardner Johnson's down, and this is one of the problems. So they're they have they, they're in nickel, so they, de- they decided to play nickel against, I think it's just 11 personnel. And
1: uh, yep, it is.
0: And, and they go with their five down line because they bring their other linebacker, they bring Hassan right down to the line of scrimmage. They, they, they bring eight 50, a box. seven down line, line yep. of scrimmage, right? When yep. they go motion across, now Gardner Johnson's at the point of attack. And this is just good. Like, this is good scheme by the Chiefs, right? It because is. Great anytime, anytime you can get Creed Humphrey. On your safety, and he's going to be, he's he's going to be at the point of attack. Like that's just not, that's that's bad matchup problems for, nah. for for the Philadelphia Eagles, right? And Pacheco, yes. as hard as this guy runs, like you still have to create opportunity. Look at that! Look at the way the yeah. guy finishes, man.
1: Yeah, awesome. P- picked up five yards on the on the on the punch through, right on there. The contact, yeah. Yep, on the contact.
0: So this is uh, this is Kelsey's first touchdown. You just got to appreciate the craft. Yeah. So he's got a snap release. These guys want to play man coverage, so they they quickly switch uh leverage responsibilities as he goes in, inside in motion. Now he's just gonna run like the,
1: it's the, a corner. the stick nod. Yeah, he's yeah.
0: just he's just running his out and up, right? This is the old chair route when you're in high school, but he does it real fast like a snap stick knot stick yeah. nod, throws the fade. So agree, talented, man. man. So yeah. talented.
1: This has that uh that savviness of knowing when even if it wasn't if it was a called route still adjusting to the ball. Because a lot of players you see sometimes don't when the ball's in the air, they can't find it and can't get their hands into the right spot.
0: <clears throat> this is Hassan Redick again, and we're, we're, we're talking about lessons from learned from San Francisco. These guys do self-scouting, they look at other teams, they look at the opponents and who they've played against, right? And so last mm-hmm. week we noticed that, you know, we made the comment, I think, well, why why would you not run like K4, K5 and run the tight end and the running back? Over against over. your best pass rusher, right? We I've, we said I think mm-hmm. we said that a couple of times. Well, they're running yep. K four here. They're just running K four protection, which is a five man slide away from the number call. So five man slide to the left, and they bring their, they set with their tight end, and then they bring McKin- uh, McKinnon over. Take Cassandra on the inside here. So now you have you have double teams across the board on with your five offensive linemen, and then their best pass rusher has two guys on him. So it's, mm-hmm. it, this is a, you got man and a half protection everywhere else, and look who it is again, you know Travis <laughs> yeah. Kelsey, six catches, eighty one yards, and a touchdown in a Super Bowl. I mean the guy's just the guy's a machine.
1: Yeah. And that might have been the play where Hargrove fell at the snap because I saw him just getting up as Mel Holmes threw the ball.
0: It's insane. it really yeah. was insane to see how, how much they fall. So here's Reddick right now. If I'm if we if we snapshot this play right here and you go, is he gonna win this? I go absolutely. Yeah. Right. He's got leverage. He's got his shoulder down. Like this Mm -hmm. is a this is a win, but it's not. It's just he's gonna fall over on the ground again. You know? Because they just don't they just don't have any traction. You can't play edges if you don't have traction. No. This is maybe another one where you go, you know, he just Mahomes is a great player, he's a magician. Reddick usually looks like he he usually moves like a player that makes that play. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, that's fair. And it was interesting to know, I'm not sure. It was a lot of talking going on at the time when they mm-hmm. showed a graphic of Jalen or yeah, Jalen Hurts had switched with the shoe he started with. Mm-hmm. He went from a it was a Nike Air Jordan patent leather. I'm, I'm assuming it was molded. That's what he has on right here in this photo. Mm-hmm. And then I think by second quarter, he switched to the um, the AJ1 that most likely maybe had studs in there for better traction um, for himself anyway. So by halftime, he was in another sh- another shoe.
0: Play action passes the touchdown to AJ Brown. And again, like I just great you want to give the Chiefs offensive <laughs> line credit. You know what I'm saying? Like they, yeah. they they're good. They're a good line. This is we're not even this this is apples and oranges. I mean, this yeah. is what this is what Jalen Hurts is looking down the barrel of. There's nobody within five yards of him, bro. Nah. You know what I mean? The, like they're all in the line of, this is ridiculous. I know they brought that this is play action. They got extra people in, but oh my goodness gracious. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he, he he took one good hitch step and had every, all the room to get every bit of his body into that throw to get it to AJ Brown. You look <clears> down
0: <throat> here at uh, look at the left tackle and you just see how he's like how he has to back up. It's just not a fluid movement. And then you see yeah. Wiley out there and he's Wiley's already opened up. And all these things these guys are effective players in the National Football League. I'm not saying that they you know anything of the such but Josh Sweat has has uh, Orlando Brown Jr. beat right here. Yeah. You know, again, and then you, you're bringing over McKinnon to to, to chip off of of Reddick. Reddick, yeah. This is a completely different, like it's a completely different game that the Chiefs and really everybody else in the National Football League would be playing against the Eagles and the Eagles play against everybody else. You know what I mean? We see the yeah. Eagles play against everybody else. It's like five-man line. We don't care. If we're doing a play action, something we we'll, will keep a tight end in. We don't do a lot of chipping. It's just a different ball game, man. Just a mm-hmm. different ball game. Fun to watch, though. So I, this is where I thought, like, this game's over. This is like <laughs> second. This is second quarter, and Jalen Hurts pulls this one out of his hat, and I'm like, bro, it was. A, I think it was a third and third and third, eight. Third and eight. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking this this game's over, and then sure enough, they do this jump off sides, which that for, that whole formation is just the biggest rugby scrum I've ever seen. I love it. It is.
1: They they they've got some education from. They probably had a rugby coach come in, or they watching did. film, yep, and to teach the linemen how to scrum, you know. I, I, and I understand that process too. It's not fun, but it's it's what the grinders, what the big guys do in on the rugby pitch.
0: So Willie Gate isn't even touching. He fumbles the ball, and you talked about this before. You know, it's this is a this is a called quarterback draw at third and six. Yep. You know, they're pro- they're probably willing. to get down. You know, they get fourth and two, fourth and three. Even they're probably going for this. The statistics show it makes more sense from a from a number standpoint. He fumbles, and this is you know you get back in the game. You think about the two the two ways that they had to get back in this game. You know, they had obviously the turnover, but then they had that huge punt return down to the, the, what, the yeah. four yard line, and My, those uh, those plays went towards the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, Kadarius Tony, you know, coming back from the ankle injury and week the first week of the playoffs didn't play this last week's game, um, but then or two weeks ago didn't play was able to get healthy and have a big return there. So yeah, having those little nuggets happen, it, it just because it could have paint painted a different picture of uh, where this game ended, and for like I said, Jalen Hurts did not rattle him; came right back in, firing the next series.
0: So this is the next series. This <clears throat> is this is fourth and five, and Jason Kelsey has rightfully um, now is being called you know the best pulling center in the game, and, and like the best. Yeah. And he's got. He's probably going yeah. to the Hall of Fame. He might be a first ballot guy. He's an amazing guy, amazing personality. I have nothing but uh, respect and admiration for him. Right. Yeah. But it's crazy. Like then he's 265 pounds. So it's like, well, the narrative's like, oh, he's this great player. It's like, yeah, dude. Cause he's 265 pounds. Like this is, this is what he should be doing. Like, right. if you want, if you want to go get Gabe Jackson to play center at 335 and be a road grader, <laughs> go get Gabe Jackson.
1: Yep. You want
0: a dude who can just get, get around places. He's mean, he's nasty. He's super smart. He's, he's technical and he can move. This is your guy, right? So yeah. they're going to run this quarterback pull where they pull, they pull the center out to the left. We see this play all the time, and this is a fourth and this is a big play. Fourth, fourth and, and five. five, four, fourth and five. You know, and they just they just gave up that fumble touchdown, and Hurts takes this out the back door. I mean, Hurts has 70 yards rushing on the day, 4.7 average. Man, this this guy's this guy's really really unique.
1: Yeah, if they win this game, he's a we already know he's a Super Bowl MVP. Got four touchdowns total production right there, and helped. Just did a lot for his team.
0: We got Fletcher Cox here winning. Uh, We got the chip up top. We got the chip down below. So both tackles get help. So they got a they got a double team inside. Fletcher Cox ends up beating the right guard early. Can't keep his footing. Creed Humphrey finishes it off. Mahomes makes it happen. You know, again. Yeah. It's just it's nuts. So yes sir
1: that's why he's special yeah that's why he's special he's able to move the feet in the right way get himself and always keep his eyes down downfield I mean that is something that is hard to learn for most quarterbacks is to move your body but then also keep your eyes looking upfield and he does it he makes it look easy but that's just training you know keeping it in practice I'm pretty sure Andy Reid the enemy are always hitting on that constantly with uh, Pat Mahomes
0: when is the enemy gonna get a head coaching job
1: um don't know uh um, they're
0: all gone now right
1: uh, at this moment, yeah, I think they are, and Arizona, I think he, he's in a good Arizona? spot, though.
0: Who's Arizona?
1: Oh, uh, you know what? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not Arizona. I don't think they
0: have. a – They might not have a guy yet. Yeah. How does he? If, if if he doesn't, I mean, how? I, I don't disagree that he's in a good spot. He's winning Super Bowls. He got a lot of rings now. But at some <laughs> point, you want to run your own show, right? Uh, I, I would
1: say I would say I would say no to that because it's like good. you're in a good spot. You're in a good spot. And if anything, you wait till Andy retires, then you could take over the reins there instead of going somewhere and try to build your own thing, which a lot of coaches like to do. But I think mm-hmm. he has it good there in KC. Um with Andy Reid, just another way to look at it. Cause I always look at yeah. it like I always thought about it like, as a as a okay, you've been a great DC or a great OC, and you just right. won a couple of Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to leave that spot when you're already making good money? The players already know you and love you, and they they you have their buy-in. Why mess that up? It ain't broke, don't try to fix it. And then wait if you could wait it out with the head job for the head yeah, job where you're at. You know Andy that's just one scenario. Five more years, bro. Right. True. True. And there, right. big any of me. He's on. He's in his. Uh, Andy's what? Sixty something. Sixty five. Andy's sixty
0: four. Sixty so four. So he'll be sixty
1: five by the time yeah. the next season starts. So Belichick's so, seventy. Pete Kyle Correct.
0: Seventy. So let's see. Let's see. Six more years until he's seventy. Is it correct. worth waiting?
1: It depends on where his mindset is at. If it's yeah, something oh, where I, he feels
0: know.
1: he feels cozy at home, you know what? Yeah, I'll wait it out. But if it's something where he feels, you know what, I'm gonna go and do it now.
0: You don't think he wants a job, you don't think he'd take a head coaching job?
1: Um, no, I probably think he would, but I, I'm just saying maybe one part of his mindset might be this, mm-hmm. where he's like, I'm okay where I'm at, and mm-hmm. or that one of you know what, yeah, let's go out here. Let's reach out on my own. I wanna, you know, do my job and build up a program, you know, and be successful as a head coach. So it's just you you don't know where those those thoughts are for an individual coach like that. Great guy though, great guy.
0: One of the questions from our listeners: the national <clears throat> grassers that miss with synthetic, they they grow this grass outside. They made a big deal about it. Um, yeah, there is grass that they miss with synthetic. Now this is not one of them. This they started doing this with the Houston Texans actually when they opened that stadium down Energy Stadium. They grow it on pallets outside, like on a separate field right outside the stadium, and they just bring it in. Um, the problem with it is Nebraska. it doesn't stick. Like it, it's not, it's not, it's not born into the ground that it's being used on, right? So it's it's just like sod. It's like the sod pallets that are like I don't know four inches thick. They throw it on. They let it. They let it. Um, they let it grow into the soil. But, but it doesn't. It, it really is just not a good solution. We did this. Remember in Carolina, we went to that game. Yeah. there's like Oh 16, my God. There was like sixteen was lower lower body extremities because they yeah they, during MCLs, the bye week. Yes. Yep, yes. And, I, mean, I think uh, we lost our first round pick that year, an ACL injury, right? Yeah, that you was one season, game? right? That was O one. That I was think Jamal so.
1: Reynolds. Was it Jamal Javier? I think it was, yeah. Yeah. And because they lost Dan Morgan. Um They lost Demo, that's right. Yep, they lost the Demo. Um, but to uh, your question about the Cardinals, right now they're interviewing Jonathan Gannon from the uh, Eagles. What's and right? also they've I think they have talked to being enemy as well. So no coach there in Arizona yet you know i think it's because um, no we coach. tested you right
0: you know i think no coach wants to go there because of kyle murray <laughs> i'm just being honest with you right
1: right i mean oh yeah if he, you got different mindsets and that, that's unfortunate well,
0: didn't, didn't didn't he come out and say like he's gonna have a role in who who they hire to it's like, oh, it's like man. what? it's like no. no you're not that guy like I don't if i'm a much coach you have.
1: right if i'm a coach coming in i'm not believing that i'm like you got to show me <laughs> i was like you got to show me um what i was gonna say was real quick we were mm-hmm. testing um synthetic and mixed grass back when I was here at the University of Nebraska back so okay. 1996. Mm-hmm. so yeah they like you just described it we would they would have it on another field mm-hmm. and then eventually they asked us to come test it out like run on it you know give feedback from mm-hmm. the coaches and the players so that was my my sophomore season going into my sophomore season so that's how long they've been testing this stuff out so they There's have a
0: little, listen if you go to Penn State they actually have like a turf college Wow. And they, you know, no joke. The NFL, no, I believe turf. it. Yeah, that's there's, crazy. and there's, there's another one, I think in, in Baltimore, Baltimore, maybe, but there's, and they do all the rotational analysis with all the different cleats and they rate all the cleats and, they, you know, Under Armour is worse than Nike is worse than blow, et cetera, et cetera. Right. They, this kind of turf is better than this kind of turf. And they give, I mean, and it's all, they all do this and it's big business and, it, it and They all do it. And they all it do is. it in the name of player safety. And so that's, that's why I I can't let go of the fact that this turf is awful. You know what I mean? Right. Like you could just, it would be easy for us to just go, well, they, they made a mistake. It's like, no, dude, you guys spend far too much money on this and you promote it way too often to make it a thing for it to be this poor and to actually have what, in my opinion, is one of the largest effects on the game that you could have, you know, things you can't, there's things you can control and things you can't, right? The players Mm -hmm. can't control that you put bad grass on there, but you could have controlled it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All oh, that, yeah. Let's go.
0: Second half, the Chiefs come out 13 personnel. First play of the second half. Like this is this is who this is what we're doing this 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 uh this half. Right? We're going to run the football. I think on this first drive they they ran the ball more than they threw. And let's just put this out there mm-hmm. now. The reason that Pat Mahomes is is considered one of the top x amount of quarterbacks in the National Football League in the history of the league, we'll get to that after the the film, is because in the second half of this game, on a hundred, a hundred is a QBR perfect score. He mm-hmm. had like a ninety-nine point six. In the first three drives, I think he had one incompletion. It was a throwaway in the back of the end zone. And they had scored three touchdowns. The guy's unbelievable. Yeah, but I this mean, is how they started. Definitely. They st- yep. they start and they they run two tight ends on one side blocking down. They pull a Thune. They pull a Kelsey. Bang bang. And you look at this again. This is one of the. This is where you got to give the Chiefs credit. The Chiefs had to go five down offensive linemen versus five down defensive linemen one on one, and this happened a handful of times in the game. Everybody's Mm -hmm. on their own, and you're playing against a really, really good offensive or excuse me, defensive line in the Philadelphia Eagles, and a combination of great blocking by a couple guys in particular. I thought Joe Thune and and Creed Humphrey won their matchups all day long, and Mm -hmm. that allowed. Patrick Holmes to find space when when somebody else maybe got an edge Fletcher Cox gets an edge here on the right guard and they and he ends up you know of course getting the ball to Kelsey again makes a fantastic play wow great
1: catch Great you look at great catch. you
0: look at this again man this is this is like the first drive of the second half and both of those guys are on the deck again. oh my goodness you know what I mean like yeah this is it's one thing. It's one thing to. It's really hard, right? Because you don't want. We're not sitting here and saying those guys didn't play well because it's not their fault. No. But this is ridiculous.
1: Yeah. And yeah, I mean it's hard.
0: By the way, look at this. Look at this. Yeah, I saw by, that. I by, saw that during the, the game. Was just all over, man. He's yeah, he's.
1: <laughs> he was having some fun right there. That's an so, experience, right there. Yeah. You know, he's like, I'm not gonna let you get off the ground and just destroy you here. But good job by Mahomes with the ankle still. Making play, doing what he needs to do. He's just like, F the ankle, let's play ball. And that's what he was doing.
0: So for for great pocket again, of course, Mm -hmm. right? This is, it's It's just, again, it's a different, they're playing a different game up front. But for people who say, you know, the Eagles offense is easy, the Patrick Mahomes, you make him play quarterback, you know, this, like, dude, look at this throw, man. This is a cover (laughs) two throw. Yeah. So cover two throw, meaning that, the guy in front of that so Goddard just ran like the short seven the guy in front of goddard is falling off of the the, in, the outside route from from the, or the inside route from, from the, the outside from, receiver he's falling on the he's, hard he's, flat he, he's the cover two corner he's yep. falling off and then he has to throw it in that window and like hmm. the i mean some of the throws in to, to goddard to, to a lot of players but to goddard in particular you're going Dude, there's only a handful of guys in the entire world that can make these throws. Like, what are we talking about?
1: Yeah, he had about two of those to Goddard in the game you know, for first and second half.
0: So that that was a big sequence. So they scored. The Eagles came back, and they only got a field goal out of it. The Chiefs come back. Yeah, that was
1: big. That was huge. That, getting that, that was huge, into that right?
0: Yeah, and this is where we start talking about thirteen personnel, bro. And you see Orlando Brown Jr. coming down on Javon Hargrave, and he's going. He's looking the wrong direction. You see uh, Joe Thune's on the nose tackle. Nose tackle's look in the wrong direction. Like, this is when you talk about offensive line, defensive line, and, and guys dominating, this is what we're talking about. The interior offensive line moving bodies off the ball on, on a, on a mm-hmm. short yardage play. This is impressive, man.
1: Yep. And when you got people facing the other way, then you got a running back like Pachanko who runs hard, even though he's not a big kid. Um, you, you start respecting and get, getting respect and uh, getting the yards you need to pick up.
0: So this is that this is the Grace first game. of those two whip routes yep so this happened against them in the jaguars game self-scouting yeah so they, they the the chiefs uh kudos to them for picking up you look at what happened so that when tony comes in uh Coney comes in really fast both of those guys darius i can't i think that's maddox is the other one uh the other uh defensive back they're both kind of uh communicating and looking in at pat mahomes they're assuming that that Tony's going over the top, they're trying to tell somebody on the other side to pick him up, the 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 safety on other side is supposed to pick up the motion, but their eyes go away from Darius' Tony, and this is the easiest pitch and catch they had all day, except for the next one, of course, right? (laughs) Yeah. But that's, like you said, man, that's that's scheme winning, right?
1: Yeah, that's scheme winning. That's uh, watching film of the previous games and doing the self-scouting to scouting your team, you're about to face and say, oh, you know what, let's change this up right here. Let's put a little, you know, cut back here for uh, a Zedaria or whoever's playing that receiver on the motion. So motion, you know, instead of you going all the way across this, stop it and come right back because they got to bounce the call. So that's where Andy Reid, somebody of his experience, they understand defensive coverages and the responsibilities that they have. And that responsibility was, yes, this man covers and you got to bounce the call. They, he knows that. So they're going to start running to make sure they get to in position because it's rules they got to follow. In cover two, you can't cheat or in cover one or any defense. You can't cheat. And they caught them, you know, sticking to those rules, but then getting beat on it for the touchdowns and then two of these touchdowns in the fourth quarter, in the, the second half.
0: Packers fans will remember, I think two years ago, Devontae Adams did a, like a, a stop and go across, the, behind the quarterback across across the center and beat, it wasn't really beating Jalen Ramsey. It was actually, they switched it off. They made a mistake, but they ended mm-hmm. up getting, getting a touchdown on the flat against the uh, LA Rams. Yeah. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey was livid, if you, if you remember the play. Mm-hmm. and what happens is with these guys is the speed of the motion s- screws them up and so just think about it from a real like just think about it from a man-to-man standpoint ag mm-hmm. if, if i go really fat if, if you run away from me really fast and i don't keep up with you then you're just going to throw it in the flat it's a touchdown Coney just, yep. just goes across the touchdown right if i try to beat you across my eyes can't stay on you i have to navigate around linebackers mm-hmm. so now i can turn back around so the problem this, yeah so this to me as long as you motion quickly i don't know how you defend this you it's know without, tough. without switching coverages and having to box everybody in it, it's
1: almost yeah it's like a, it's like when the back shoulder throw became a thing yeah. you know when not it's just done every now and then it's done all the time and it's never a throw that you can as a db stop you just gotta, you know what, make the tackle, you know, and then live to the next play. That's all you could do. Is so having that plays like that, you know. I even when I saw that play, I went back to the high school level. I said, just imagine a high school team doing this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like a high school team would spam this, which is run it literally every time they're in the red zone, no matter what, because they know that DB's gotta go over top and haul ass just in case to stay in front of, and then you do the cutback with your motion. That's an easy walk in every time.
0: No doubt. No doubt. So this is the next series. So now they're going to put the ball away because this is third and two here. This is a big play in the game. And you see that they've, they've uh, walked you down to the line of scrimmage. And this is free intel. So for people out there, what, what does that mean? The tight end is a yard behind the left tackle. What, what does that mean to me? That means that he's going across the He's going across the ball. He's split flow. He's far enough away mm-hmm. that if that tackle kicks back he won't run into him that's why he, that's the only reason you would be deep there's no other reason for he, him to be in that position he's not deep enough to insert into the a or the b gap he's he's not he's too deep to be a help on a chip you'd rather have the guy closer to line of scrimmage on a chip because you don't want to be on different levels mm-hmm. so their only reason like this is free intel for this for for uh willie gay it's now it's we flushed this. I'm surprised that they weren't ready for this play because this is one of the ones where Spags guessed right. You know, mm-hmm. they keyed this. And I, I don't know if Willie Gay had man coverage on that and then decided to dog when he went backside and just decide, oh, I see quarterback go get quarterback. But this yep. this certainly worked out really well because they put this ball away to Kadarius Tony, and they end up down here on the four-yard line. Now we see this, the other whip route. And now you see AG, they... Yep. This guy just is like, no, I'm going to beat him across what we just talked about. Like, this is Mm -hmm. this is the other way to run this. Okay, we're going to go man and I'm going to try to beat him to the spot. And it's like, whoops, you can't keep your eyes on the dude you're supposed to be covering.
1: Oh, my God. I mean, that's just like, because, you know, you're doing your job as a defensive back. Mm -hmm. He's like, yep, I'm going to get over top of him. Then I'm going to be right in Mm -hmm. his face when he gets the ball, either on a handoff or on a nice screen throw. But then when he plants, it's like, oh, God, you just, everything just dropped for 29, trying to get back to the area. There was nothing, nothing he could do about it.
0: You watch so much film, you know, and then they show you something that you haven't seen. And you just go like, oh, God. Right. Here's a Jason, here's a Jason Kelsey appreciation uh, shot. So Jason Kelsey, <laughs> we're course. talking about him being the best pulling center. Watch this.
1: Yeah. I remember just, this play too. Dude, I loved it,
0: <laughs> dude. He, the thing I like about him the most is he literally never slows down. He's just like nah. he's so confident that he's on the right track and that his back's just gonna make him look, you know, like he's just gonna cut off him. But he's never measuring dudes, man. He's just like, nah, I'm just gonna run you right through. I'm, I'm strong. I have leverage. Like he just he, he trucks like you don't see that very often where where nah. a linebacker gets trucked. He that dude just got trucked.
1: Yeah, trust Dick all day, yes sir.
0: It clean so out. right here, this is that big throw to Devonta Smith, and and so they 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 go single safety. And again, I keep bringing up this pocket because I just want people to appreciate how good the <laughs> Eagles' line is, man. Like this is ridiculous. But as soon as they see, as soon as um, they, uh, as soon as uh, Jalen Hurts sees single safety, and he sees Devonte Smith is like almost hip to hip after five yards with the uh, mm-hmm. with the cornerback, it's like, dude, this is all you can eat go time. This guy is an absolute yeah. burner, man.
1: Yeah, that's probably what Joe Montana felt like with Jerry Rice. Almanis <laughs> throw this stuff deep. The...
0: Look at that. Yep. So, so, yeah. So so. good.
1: More inside, it's a touchdown, but he still got it here. And that play is unstoppable. The
0: rugby scrum, and then this <laughs> is what this is what makes this guy special.
1: It is. This is. I mean, short yardage. You got your quarterback is gonna get hit at the one or at the two. And this push everybody with, are you coming on a ride with me? That's why I used to tell guys, you're going to ride with me to the end zone. You're not stopping me on the goal line because I'm going to get it. And that's I what want to give here. Jordan
0: Milata a shout out here because like, it sounds simple, but he has to make sure this edge is at worst a stalemate. And this is like his open, open side edge. And it's the key to the, it's the key block of the, of, of, the play. And as, and Jalen Hurts is super impressive here, but like Jordan, a look how he just turns away. I think this is Frank Clark. He just turns his whole body towards the sideline and all of a sudden like now the play is going to work now period
1: because mm-hmm.
0: as soon as you get that body towards turn towards the sideline you, you know that that uh defensive end is not gonna be able to redirect if jalen hurts decides to cut the ball up no nope. but look He's at this contact because... man what, i mean first of all what is this guy doing which one uh who who comes out of the bottom here 21. oh 21. Hey, bro what is come on no nah, he you, 360? He did, he, you did a 360. It's a Yeah, simple. that was Olay.
1: He did an Olay. Oh, that was Olay. That's tough, huh? If he wasn't have Olay, he probably would have stopped him. But he did. He Olayed. But I, this hit right here, though, fight. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah,
0: you like that one, huh? I, I love had, that. I had
1: to put that in there for you. I like that because this is a defense. Because I a defense, if you that, if because the whole game, Pacheco has set the tone. Yeah. To the Philly defense, and he's done the whole playoff regular season when he got the ball. This is a defense saying to Pacheco, "Hey, bro, we here. We're not going anywhere. And you have to do that. It's a mental thing. It keeps the game even. Because if you come, if you don't have safeties, you don't have defenders, linebackers, bring in the hat, hitting a and a, and a clean hit too. Hit him dead in his chest. It was all it was all shoulder pad right in his sternum. That right there sends a message. It's a safe hit. Then also, this is going to be like it's four and a half minutes left in the game. This is <laughs> the deep. drive." Right, this is it. So yeah. this is where you want team players like him, like on offense. That when you got, when you bring the hit, when you bring certain hits like this, this is it matter. It doesn't matter. You got to do this because the game is on the line. And so from a standpoint of Pachanko taking the hit, because he it took him a little bit to get up, but he got back in the huddle and uh, Gardner right there too, bringing that hit down there. He's not a big guy, but to bring that hit, hit him. I, I think he he's, a he's a free agent. Right. He's a free agent, by the way. All right, that'll be a pickup. What a uh, pickup pick that, that would be. Exactly an amazing pickup so great hit there
0: Set I thought the this is another one of those moments where I'm like oh like the Eagles might have him you know what I mean because it's yeah. like he, I thought he knocked Pacheco out of the game you know? right of course I did I'm an idiot <laughs> no, so was what this I is what too. you love about Kelsey though bro so they see they do the they do the quick uh uh motion out of the backfield just to move the linebacker enough so he's yes, he's he's yeah. got to account for him so because the linebacker doesn't want to get leveraged right yeah so so he widens out and what does kelsey do it
1: just turns like, around oh,
0: yeah it just turns around and falls forward and gets i think it was second and eight and he got seven it's like right. come on man
1: and that's something i know in film review that is a constant reminder to pat mahomes to hey he's going to turn around because this play is going to do this like you said the linebacker don't don't want to be out leveraged, so that linebacker is going to go to McKinnon or any running back coming out the backfield. Just popping around, uh, Travis, and then Pat. This he's right there. That's your first uh, progression. Hit that. That's another five, whatever, at least five yards, bare minimum.
0: Once he catches the ball, it's not sexy. So I don't think everybody exactly. runs it. It's not yeah. sexy, but people. It's just it's almost like it's almost like hot reads. It feels it like is. they're almost running hot reads sometimes. It's, it's like oh, I almost fall forward for six or seven. That's it. Um, Twenty-one personnel here, third, third and one, big play in the game. Indicator, right? Right. The, oh yeah. It's, that right well, there. It's, it's staggered. Yeah, staggered yeah, in the sta- backfield. Staggered. There's only one reason this dude's up close because he's going to attack that defensive end. Now that defensive end doesn't know if he's going to try to dig him out or try to roll him. You know, so they're him. just gonna yeah. they're just gonna have that confrontation. But this is like this is an indicator that you need to know and you need to get on the offensive side of the line of scrimmage as fast as possible because that running back is coming towards you. Yep. He gets he gets rolled over. They they pull Thoney
1: Good hit again.
0: Big play, man. This Physical. This is big plays.
1: Physicality, big run, but also big hit. I like the hit at the end right there.
0: So we get tight end help, and then we get Pacheco out here to chip off. On the on the uh, other defensive mm-hmm. ends, so both defensive ends have helped. But, but I, why do I highlight that, man? Because Thoney and Creed Humphrey are locking dudes out in this in this uh, second half, in particular. This yeah. is is this the play of the game? Yep, I mean, that's the really, play of the game. That's the play, play of the game. game. Everybody play talks the game about right the penalty, there. but that's the play of the game.
1: Play the game for the Chiefs.
0: And then this this I was like, oh man, I wonder if he's going to go in because you know they're all like, please score, you know. Yeah. Once I, I saw up,
1: him. When he got around the corner, and he looked. When he started looking around, I'm like, he's gonna down it. I was like, that's some that's some heads up football right there. So not a lot of people church. would have not have scored, but Andy Reid calls that
0: church play. They bring they they send that in to Pat, and then Mahomes tells everybody, "Hey, church, church, church." So it means you got to kneel. You can't. Yeah, you can't go in the end zone. Yeah, um, listen, that was a, it was a fantastic game. I know it ended up with a little bit of controversy. The one thing that I want to get your thoughts on was something. That the conversation going around today, I think, in the media markets is. Where does this put Pat Mahomes? Oof. On the pantheon of all-time great quarterbacks? On the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks? First of all, do you think he's on? And if so, who did he displace?
1: Oh, man. He's I wa- he's definitely on it. I don't know who he replaces, though, but he's on it. Okay, um, let's go through it. Ready? Yeah.
0: Tom Brady's obviously yeah, on, it. on it. Yeah, he's on okay. it. Yeah, Tom. To, now, for me, this is me. Joe right. Montana is on it.
1: My me, Mine's too. Okay. So that's saying. Now.
0: Tom Brady, now, Joe Montana. Yep. Okay. Now we could we could say Peyton Manning. I'm going to go. I think me, for me personally, I think Patrick Mahomes is better than Peyton Manning. Why? I know Peyton Manning was a great regular season quarterback. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes has been to in five starting seasons, five AFC championships, no, five, and then three to... Super Bowls. Okay.
1: Right.
0: Okay. Yes. Okay? So yep. for me, that 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 trajectory, there's only one guy that has that trajectory. The only reason Joe Montana was perfect in Super Bowls, right? He's Michael yep. Jordan, okay? Didn't
1: Aaron, rattle him. Aaron Rodgers,
0: Aaron Rodgers has nowhere near the level of postseason success. It's not only that, but it's also the skill set, the athleticism, everything. But if you start yep. comparing Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes, they're pretty close skill set wise. I think a lot of people might say that. Now you start looking at the postseason, lot different, man. It looks mm-hmm. a lot different.
1: Yep, and I, I'm, you know what, I, I'm. I'm pretty much on the same level with you in terms of Peyton, and then him being be replaced by Pat Mahomes because it just is a, from his athletic ability. I knew right away when he became the starter after Alex Smith went down with the terrible knee injury, but was able to come back from it. Once I found out he had a baseball background that his dad played ball and he played ball, I knew right away. I don't know. I said he his his threshold is a lot higher than a lot of quarterbacks Yeah, because I play baseball. And if you, if you know what I'm talking about, if you play baseball, it just brings on a different thing about when you look at football and what you know from baseball, especially throwing the ball, you know how to throw the ball. Like when I would talk with coach Sherman, when we were doing, you know, before we did the, the halfback pass, I'd be like, I could throw. I said, I play baseball. I could throw. I know how to throw. I know when not to throw, you know, I could read a coverage and if it's double coverage over top, you know, they got safety, they're bracketing. I'm not going to throw the ball. I'm going to just run and get what I can or just throw the ball out of bounds, you know? Hey, so <laughs> you, you, know?
0: Give, you give giving a master class on uh, throwing my yeah. Sherman. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, I was like, because I wanted to throw the ball. You know, we got to give them something different. We're running the ball all the time. But, but to that point, though, you look at every quarterback that has a baseball background right now, which is a lot. uh mm-hmm. Josh Allen, uh, mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, Pat Mahomes, um, a few other guys. And it's just... It brings a different mentality. And then also not only with baseball, but his dad was there all along the way, showing him and teaching him ways to be a professional, bringing him into the locker room, bringing him into the the, uh, what's the pitching area uh, out there in the outfield, you know, bullpen. So he he talked about stories that his dad would bring him into the bullpen, hanging out with professional major league baseball players. And if one sport that's more cerebral than anything, I would say it has to be baseball. You okay. know, in terms it's a it's a thinking man sport. You got the the manager You're, you're in
0: your own head. You're in your own all head. the time. Yeah,
1: All the time. Yeah, I mean, no for doubt. the year, I mean, I played up to high school level yeah. and I was always thinking about, you know, scenarios in terms of if I cast the ball. I'm the center fielder. I got a guy on second. We're now, you know, I'm thinking through that, you know, as a 13 year old, like what's that process? If I cast the ball, who I'm going to with the ball to get the out or, or try to force the runner here, you know? It's, you're thinking, and so now that's where you see in Pat Mahomes. You see his his professionalism. You see his preparation before and after games. How he thinks, how he, and even in his post game interview. How he's saying, "I'm I gotta, you know, I'm telling my player, you know, my teammates that we're gonna do this. We're gonna score. We're gonna win. We're gonna have to play like this and he's get got a lot the, of Boys, a
0: lot yes, of boys, right?
1: never, you know, very very rattle. And if anything, he's looking at himself first. He's looking inward for a mistake. I made that was a bad throw. That was a terrible, though. I shouldn't have thrown that. I thought I could get ready with it. I didn't get away with it. We had to pay for it. Now I'm going to look at film and fix it and get ready for the next game. And that's what you saw from him through that game and through this season and through every season. And so that's where he's on that um, on the mountain restroom right there.
0: Yeah, John Elway, Brett Favre, Dan Marino. You say there's these great players. And you start going, all right, well, eras and rules that are allowed and not allowed, all the Trent Dilfer talk and everything. But, yeah. But, God, this guy is so good, man. This so is another
1: athletic level. You know, yeah. that the scrambling part that brings his game to a whole different level and the knowledge along with it. So it's Got special. It. Okay. That's why they're pay, paying him $500 million. Okay. For so the next so eight now,
0: years. so here's the other one. So Jalen Hurts, I don't, I don't know what anybody's going to say about Jalen Hurts now. I mean, he just, nothing, we, nothing bad. They're better not than bad. Who's better than Jalen? Okay. Pat Mahomes is better than Jalen Hurts
1: That for one game. That's it. Who,
0: who's, <laughs> But now that's why I guess that's what I'm saying. So when Jalen Hurts goes to the, the front office this 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 year and I don't know that he's gonna ask for the most money, but you know, you start right. looking at like okay, do you want right now, do you want Jalen Hurts to Lamar Jackson?
1: Oh I mean I like both. No, you can like I'm going both. On Hurts. Which yeah,
0: I'm going Hurts. Okay, Josh Allen. Ooh. Josh What is there to think about, man?
1: Is it, I was just getting it, processing it. That's you know, all. What, That's you know all. what I'm
0: saying? I mean, you look, look, at, look at how he finished this season. Look how Jalen Hurts finished this season. I'm talking about this year, right now. Yeah. Tre- Trevor Lawrence. As good as Trevor Lawrence is. Jo- jo- Justin Herbert. Oh, you mean over over Jalen? Uh, t- over Jalen. Yeah. Like, I don't take it. Yeah. The only guy I would take over Jalen, honestly, Joe Burrow.
1: Joe, and see. Joe Burrow,
0: I guess Joe Burrow looks like Joe Montana to me.
1: Yeah, and Joe Burrow has that... Sneaky scrambling ability that people are really underrating him on. He can get out the pocket. He can run with his legs. He just he he chooses not to. But when he had to, you saw it in the playoffs. He made a couple moves, ju- juke the DB or a linebacker, got upfield, and that's where people the defense, Philly defense, got caught off guard with Pat Mahomes and that ankle. Mm-hmm. They knew, they figured all oh, he was hurt, he can't accelerate. He, and you know what? When life, basically, his life was on the line. And he said, you know what? I'm if even if I hurt my ankle more, I'm getting this first down. Yeah. I'm getting in field goal position. I'm putting my team in a chance to win. And that's what he did. Last thought. Yes. What's what did you
0: think of the halftime show? Be honest.
1: Be honest. No, for I liked it. Okay. I was go, I was good with it. The only part, the only part, not a negative thing. I just knew that with the two songs at the end to wrap it up, mm-hmm. one was a Kanye song and one okay. was a Jay-Z song. And I was like, the Nobody over the top. Up. Yeah, showed up. I would love to see Ye come out, mm-hmm. but we already know what's going on here.
0: Which would have made it better?
1: Jay Z was in the stadium. He was in the stadium, and he mm-hmm. could have came on down mm-hmm. and joined her on the stage. You mm-hmm. know, that's the only thing. Other, other than that, great performance. Great performance for me. What about yourself?
0: I liked last year's. <laughs> <laughs> okay
1: well, uh, oh yeah yeah that was Dr. Dre I yeah. preferred last year's Eminem Dr. Dre 50 Kendrick Lamar Mary, uh, Mary Jane, J, J. Blige, yep. Snoop Dogg yeah that's more my style that's my all time now that's my all time yep. right there my number one Super Bowl performance number one is Dr. Dre and M, and then number two is Whitney Houston uh, Dallas Buffalo 1988 or 1990 or whatever it was you're talking about
0: the the national anthem though
1: Oh, that, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. It was so good. You know, I, I wish it, it was a halftime show. It was good. It was Iconic. great. Iconic. All right, let's get out of here. All right, man. Good show. Good job. Let everybody know where they can find you at on social. Mike
0: 68 on Twitter, TikTok, process to perform on Instagram. Pleasure is always doing business with you here, my man. We'll uh, we'll figure out the, the schedule as I know we have a lot of Packer information coming up that we'll need to talk about, but uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll figure out our, our schedule here soon
1: all right sounds good and you can find me on mon green 30 on twitter and instagram and a mon green gamer gamers lounge on tiktok check us out there all right have a good day see you later see you i'm next. just
0: happy i'm happy that we're back to a mon green 30 honestly I like that so much better
1: <laughs> it was like half the screen
0: thank you for listening
1: to believe